Christian Heritage Ministry, in cooperation with Fuller Seminary, proudly presents the Old Fashioned Revival Hour, a broadcast of the Gospel with Dr. Charles E. Cole. Without further ado, let's join the broadcast just getting underway. heavenly sunshine to everyone out in Radio Land. It's a wonderful time of fellowship when you can join with your relatives and friends across the land. Let them know when you go back that you sang Heavenly Sunshine over the radio, won't you? All together and shake hands as you sing through the first time. Heaven. Turn right around, shake hands. That's it. Give everybody a good handshake. 
audience, I wish you could see the smiles and the happy time of real fellowship we're having. What a fellowship divine. You know that old song, but we're not going to sing that now. We're going to sing through heavenly sunshine the second time. And you just lift it right up and sing in the spirit, heavenly sunshine.
be very happy indeed to send your copy of our Heart to Heart Talks, our monthly publication, upon the receipt of your request for the same. I'm sure that there are many in our radio audience today who are hearing me for the first time, although I have been on the air for nearly 25 years, and some of you have been tuning in and standing by from the beginning of my radio ministry. Yet, no doubt many of you have only just now found our program on your station since we've been on this new transcontinental network and affiliated stations releasing the hour to an international audience. If this is your first time, to you especially we send Christian greetings and invite you to become a regular listener and co-worker with us in this evangelistic endeavor. What a privilege God has given us to proclaim the gospel message over the air and to point lost souls to Christ. Won't you join us in this undertaking? There was a time on earth when in the book of heaven an old account was standing for sin yet unforgiven. My name was at the top and many things below. I went unto the keeper and said, Oh, long ago, long ago, long ago, Yes, the old account was settled long ago. Hallelujah. And the record's clear today, for he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago. The old account was large and growing every day, for I was always sinning and never tried to pay. But when I looked ahead and saw such pain and woe, I said that I would settle and settled long ago, long ago, long ago, yes, the old account was settled long ago, hallelujah, and the record's clear today, for he washed my sins away, when the old account was settled long ago. Oh, sinner, seek the Lord, repent of all your sin, for thus he has commanded, if you will enter in, and then if you should live a hundred years below, he knew you'll not regret it, you settled long ago, long ago, long ago, yes, the old account was settled long ago, hallelujah, and the record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. When the old the
now you'll hear from Mrs. Fuller, that is, Honey, reading the letters. How do you do, friends? I have a few good letters for you today. Here is one from a young girl stricken with serious illness. Dear Reverend and Mrs. Fuller, as the tears are running down my cheeks from sickness on this lonely Sunday morning, I don't know what I would do without your program, for I find it is so comforting for my soul. I am 16 years old and have been brought here for special treatment because polio got me, as it has so many others in the United States. Now that I cannot sit up or walk and cannot leave my hospital bed, I find Sunday my most lonesome day, for I have always gone to Sunday school and church. I'm so glad that I am a Christian and I wouldn't trade my Christian experience for all the silver and gold on earth. Maybe I will end up a cripple. But Brother Fuller, when I get to heaven, all will be right. Sometimes I get so homesick for heaven, but when I hear your program, it just about makes things right here. Another letter, dear Brother Fuller. We are here for two weeks in this beautiful section of the country, little cabins nestled among the heavily wooded hills. God's outdoors is so beautiful. There is a little white church pretty run down where we went Sunday morning. About twelve people gathered to worship God, but there was no minister. Several of us gave our testimonies, and we sang old hymns we could remember because there were no books. One sweet-faced lady stood up and said that she was so thankful that her son was converted when twelve years old, listening on the radio in their home in this valley, listening to Reverend Fuller preach. Now he is 21 years old and is training to go out and serve God on the mission field. Afterward, I spoke to her and told her that I had been to a Long Beach service, and she grasped my hand and said, You know, I don't write very well. Will you please write to Mr. Fuller for me and tell him I pray every day for his work, and I'll thank him when I get to heaven for winning my son to Christ. From Oregon comes a letter. Dear Reverend Fuller, we just recently finished two weeks of daily vacation Bible school here, using your material with much blessing. Of course, our theme chorus was Heavenly Sunshine, and my, how the children sang it. They are still singing it, and it sounds pleasantly strange to hear it being sung in this ungodly logging community. The young boy on the place across the road from us drives the tractor for his dad, and from where we are, a good quarter of a mile away, we can hear his voice soaring out in heavenly sunshine across the fields, and it really does our hearts good. And that is all I shall have time for today, friend. Let's stand, please, and sing. I love to tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. One verse in chorus, I love to tell the story. Everyone's singing.
for prayer. We're very happy to have our son Dan with us here on the broadcast of the Old Fashioned Revival Hour. I'm going to ask Dan to lead us in a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank Thee for Thy love, which sent Thy Son, the Lord Jesus, to come here to earth and die for our sins. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, that Thou didst raise him from the dead, victorious over death, that he might be our Lord and our Savior. And our Father, today we thank Thee that Thou art not willing that any should perish, but that all men should come to repentance. And we pray today that as the message goes out over this radio broadcast, that many men and women everywhere who hear the word might repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, as we see the world going so swiftly after pleasures and things that do not profit, and as we see sin on every hand, Father, we do pray that in these closing days there might be a mighty sweeping revival which would bring many people into thy kingdom. For we ask it in Christ's name and for his sake. Amen.
splendor and glory he came into a world of woe. Took on himself all my guilt and my shame. Why should he love me so? You are listening to the Old Fashioned Revival Hour with Dr. Charles E. Fuller. The message for today is titled, Christ Our Passover. I'll provide additional information after Dr. Fuller's message. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 12, as we rejoin the broadcast. Savior, they did not land so bright and 
Please to the 12th chapter of Exodus, verses 12 and 13. There are three portions of the Word of God I would like to read to you in connection with this very important subject, Christ our Passover. And may I stop and say, just pray with me now that many souls will find Christ. We're not putting on this broadcast for any show, but we're putting it on to beseech men and women everywhere to be reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. Exodus 12. 12 and 13, For I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And against all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. 
Hebrews 11th chapter, verse 28, you do not need to turn to it. By faith Moses kept, that is, instituted the Passover and instituted the sprinkling of blood. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Christ, our Passover, is sacrificed for us. Last Lord's Day we gave you the setting or the occasion for Moses instituting the Passover. That is, the tenth and last judgment was about to come down upon Egypt. The death of the firstborn was about to take place. And at this critical hour, God speaks unto Moses in the twelfth of Exodus and gives him, first of all, the plan of redemption, the purpose of this plan of redemption, and the penalty attached to those who refuse to accept God's plan of redemption. First of all, the plan, the purpose, and the penalty. Furthermore, this twelfth of Exodus sets forth one of the clearest types or foreshadows of Calvary, the cross of Christ, to be found anywhere in the entire Bible. In this Passover scene, the Old and the New Testament are beautifully linked together, beautifully interwoven. Exodus 12 sets forth the instituting of the Passover, pointing to Christ, our Passover sacrificed for us, as mentioned in 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Now follow and pray with me God's plan of redemption, as set forth in chapter 12 of Exodus. God here reveals the way out, that is, his plan of redemption whereby all who act upon God's revealed plan will be saved from physical death. This plan of redemption is an exact type of the plan which God has, has revealed in the cross of Christ. That is, all who will hear and act upon what they hear regarding God's plan of deliverance from Satan sin and the coming lake of fire, will be saved from spiritual death, that is, eternal separation from God. Listen, you hear, God is not willing that any should perish. You hear that Christ died the innocent for you, the guilty. You hear that Christ bore your sins in his own body on the tree at the cross. But let me ask you, how do you individually act upon that which you hear? Do you really believe that is personally appropriate what God has done for you? If you hear with an open ear and obedient heart, you will be redeemed, become a new creation, and will manifest your redemption by your works of righteousness that you really have passed from death unto life, for faith without works is dead. Now here is the plan as revealed in the twelfth of Exodus. Take your Bibles now. Let's go back to verse 3 and search the Scriptures. For after all is said and done, heaven and earth may pass away, but God's Word will never pass away. You notice in verse 3, 
We have the time set. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb, according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. They shall take to them every man a lamb. No other animal would do. God does not mix up types and put in extra extraneous words. Verse 5 tells us the kind of lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. Ye shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats, and ye shall keep it up until the fourteenth day of the same month. Now notice the wording. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Very specific. Oh, how this looks forward to the cross of Christ. And let's just see for a moment Christ, our Passover, how beautifully this foreshadows. Christ is spoken of as the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. John 1, 29. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19. For as much as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things, as silver or gold from your vain conversation, notice, but with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish, and without spot. Oh, how beautifully they dovetail together. Taken out from the sheep, that is, Christ was made like unto his brethren of the household of Israel. He took upon himself the form of sinful flesh. He was taken out from his brethren. And then will you note, please, the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. Need I remind you of Acts on the day of Pentecost? Peter speaking addresses his remark, Ye men of Israel, hearken him that is Christ being delivered by the determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. Ye have taken and by wicked hands have crucified and slain. Note the lamb must be slain. The lamb's blood must be shed that Israel might have life on that awful night. And I go over to the New Testament and I read these words. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I read again in 1 Peter 2, 24, speaking of Christ, who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness. It was not sufficient that the blood be shed, but that over each dwelling each one willing to escape death must 
provide himself personally, apply the shed blood to his own door with a bunch of hyssop. Verse 7. And they shall take of the blood and strike it on the two side posts and on the upper door posts of the houses wherein they shall eat. Verse 22. And ye shall take a bunch of hyssop and dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lentil and the two side posts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out at the door of his house until the morning. Could preach for hours upon that. You and I are not going out of the house until the morning when Christ comes for his own. Now note, please, the blood must be on the outside of the doors so that everyone could see it and know who were trusting in the shed blood. No safety except behind the blood-stained doors. So Christ must be openly and publicly confessed. If you believe in your heart that God has raised Christ from the dead and confess him with the mouth as the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. The hyssop, what was it? A low, clinging, earthly vine. Even a child could reach down and gather a bunch of hyssop within the reach of everyone, for everyone to take a lamb for his house and the provision right where they were to reach down and with a bunch of hyssop dipping it into the basin of blood strike upon the two side posts, not on the threshold, because the blood of Christ is not to be trampled upon. Now the purpose of this plan of redemption. What did God send his son into this world to die for sin for? Exodus 12, 12. I will pass through the land of Egypt this night, and I will smite all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. And the blood shall be to you for a token upon the houses where ye are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be upon you to destroy you when I smite the land of Egypt. Verse 23. For the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he seeth the blood upon the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your houses to smite you. And when the death angel came at midnight, he did not inquire into what kind of people lived within the house, whether they were old or young, whether they were rich or poor, whether they were good or bad, whether they were members of any kind of special social organization or civic groups. No! Death! The death angel simply ascertained 
whether there was the applied shed blood of the slain lamb on the door. And if the shed blood was there, he passed over, he passed on, and those within were saved from death, not because of their works of righteousness, but because they were trusting in the blood that was shed. Amen. The blood on the doors signified that the people within that house believed, accepted God's plan of redemption from death, and were trusting God's word as follows. When I see the blood, I will pass over you. It was the blood that saved the Israelites from physical death. It is the blood of Christ and His alone that saves us from spiritual death. The Lamb did not save by its innocence, its spotlessness, its example, but by its shed blood. And how the prince of the power of the air, Satan, hates to have the blood of Christ preached over the radio. By its death and shed blood, they were saved. And so it was not the innocent spotlessness or the example of Christ which saves us, but his shed blood shed on the cross is dying in our place instead. Christ, our Passover, slain for us. Now the penalty. Will you listen carefully? Believers, pray with me. The penalty attached to those who refuse to accept God's plan of redemption. Thank God I am free from the blood of every man or woman within the sound of my voice today. Verse 29 of Exodus 12. And it came to pass that at midnight the Lord smote all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne unto the firstborn of the captive that was in the dungeon and all the firstborn of the cattle. In every home where the shed blood of the lamb was not found, the death angel went in, the firstborn was slain. And when the death angel finished his work that night, listen, there was in every house either a dead lamb and the applied blood, or a dead child. No middle ground, no exceptions. God is no respecter of persons. It's appointed unto men once to die, and after that the judgment. He said, I've appointed a day wherein men will be judged by Christ Jesus. And he that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. The blood was all that God looked at. It is all that God looks at now. For he has made peace through the blood of the cross. Supposing some Israelite had said on that awful night, I don't see any need of slaying the lamb. I will fasten the lamb to my door and imitate its meekness and its purity, and try to be spotless, try to be without sin and blame. The firstborn in that house would have died. God's plan of redemption is based upon the shed blood 
of the Lord Jesus. And on that night, those behind the blood-sprinkled doors were not sleeping, were not reveling, were not drinking and carousing or entertaining themselves in a foolish manner, but were watching, waiting. Watch, therefore, and be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man is coming to execute judgment. Are you under the blood? If not, you're lost. No middle ground. Choose ye this day whom ye shall serve. Let's bow our heads in prayer. And friends in Radio Land, as we're bringing the old-fashioned revival hour to a close, will you take God at his word and come? He says, come now, let us reason together. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Will you take God at his word? God bless you. Kneel right down in your room or by your bed, wherever you may be. Look up into the Father's face through Jesus Christ and say, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. Save me for Christ's sake. And while our heads are bowed in this wonderful fine audience here at Long Beach today, Christians pray. How many will quickly put their hands up and say, Brother Fuller, pray for me. I want to accept Christ today as my personal Savior. Be remembered in a word of prayer. Put your hand up just before we leave the air and say, pray for me. Him that cometh unto me, God bless you. Anyone else? God speaking to you. There's no middle. God bless you. There's no middle ground. Either you're in Christ. God bless you back here. God bless you, my dear man. Either you're in Christ or out of Christ. God bless you, my dear man. God bless you over here. God bless you. Anyone else on the lower? God bless you. On the lower floor of the auditorium, hands are going up all over here. God bless you. God bless you back there. God bless you down here. Up in the balconies to my right, put your hands up and say, pray for me. Settle it today. Today, if you hear my voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. Anyone in the upper balconies there to my right? I'm not going to tarry long. In the balconies to the rear, put your hand up and say, brother, full of pray for me. God bless you in the balconies to the left. Anyone there? Put your hand up and say, pray for me. Settle it today. Come now. Come all you labor and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Is there anyone else to raise his or her hand just before we close the old-fashioned revival out? God bless you. God bless you. Let's continue in prayer as we leave the air on the old-fashioned revival hour. This is Charles E. Fuller bidding you goodbye and God's richest blessing upon you. We trust for God's grace to be with you next Lord's Day.